helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 Weekdays on Vision Christian Radio. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Coming up today on The Story. There are a billion people in our world living with disability. There are over 90 million people with cataracts that could have their sight restored. And my dream would be that we have managed to change the way we all work in the world so that those most marginalised aren't always at the end of the line. The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Our guest today is once again Jane Edge. Last time she told us how, ever since she was a child growing up in church, she always had a heart for helping disadvantaged people. She also shared about how the Lord cultivated her desire to help others until she eventually became the CEO of CBM Australia. CBM is probably best known to radio listeners across Australia for their annual Miracles Day which raises money to provide sight-saving surgery to people living in the world's poorest places. Today, we'll hear more of Jane's story and about the impact seeing these cataract surgeries has had on her personal life. It's all coming up as Jane continues her chat with Eric Scadabo. Well, one of the big attractions, of course, is CBM is a faith-driven organisation. As a Christian organisation, justice is at the heart and advocacy for the marginalised is at the heart of what we do. So that was a huge attraction for me. Uh, Being able to put my faith into action has always been a driver. And Mm -hmm. uh, so that felt like coming home a little. And also, as we've been hearing, the Lord's been cultivating in you this heart for helping Mm -hmm. people, which you've been exposed to in your various roles. So now you got to do that in your CEO role with CBM, but combining the faith, your experience, and your heart. Well, the Lord's been tugging your heartstrings all these years, it sounds like. Yeah, he's put me in the right place at Mm -hmm. the right time, I think. And I think the power of this role in CBM, as I often say to people, is I've never seen anything more compelling. So I do feel that responsibility and sense of vocation that God has put me in a place to continue the mission of this fantastic organisation. So it is... It's been a real blessing um, to be part of the CBM story as well and to be part of this extraordinary impact that uh, the organisation is having in the world. Did you know anything about CBM before? I did because early on uh, before we left Australia, I was aware of CBM and I knew that it was particularly effective at engaging the Australian community in supporting their work. Um, What I realized coming back to Australia and getting to know the organization again is that it had also grown in terms of how it achieves impact. So that connection with the Australian community and supporters is as strong as ever. And there's been, I guess, a a push to have ways of working that influence more widely. So it's that concrete grassroots change that people know CBM for, whether that's a cataract surgery or um, small loans in a community for people with disability to start a small business, right through to actually we now influence over $660 million in spend by organisations like uh, the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade, so the entire aid program. 
other big organisations, Christian organisations and other organisations. We work with the World Food Programme, one of the largest organisations in the world, to help them be disability inclusive. So what's really um, powerful about CBM and what I find so compelling is this focus on the most marginalised and actually how we bring that about. So I was drawn and had always known about CBM's heart and work on avoidable blindness, so Miracles Day, cataracts mm -hmm. and so on, and particularly its engagement with the Australian community, the Christian listeners on radio um, yep. and others. What I learned when I came back to Australia and in the conversations with CBM was also this, there had been this whole other uh, way of working developed, which is all about how we influence and work with other really big organisations to ensure that what they are doing uh, in community development terms or humanitarian response in disasters gives enough investment and focus for people with disabilities to get the same benefit as others. So that's what I love. It's this real ripple effect, Eric, where um, your listeners are part of this. And, you know, I've called it a movement of the heart. Mm -hmm. I think that sums up what CBM is, where this bridge that enables people to be part of something so much bigger, um, to be able to respond to the call on our hearts from God to to ensure that people who are at the margins are welcome at the table. So it, it, it's inspiring me. Every day I, I, I have no trouble focusing and getting out of bed, I can tell you. That's great. Now, you called it a movement of the heart. Let's find out what moved your heart personally. Was it the first time you saw a surgery? What, what stories do you have for us that, you know, times when your heart was really moved by what you were doing? Oh, there are so many. Um, yes, so I've had the privilege of seeing a grandmother, for example, in uh, Bangladesh, mm. uh, who she actually, I can remember, uh, Banu, her name is, she gripped my hand um, she had a very strong grip despite <laughs> being um, a grandma and she was actually quite nervous. So cataract surgery is a 12-minute operation. Um, 24 hours later, the patch comes off. But when you're waiting for the surgery and you're from a remote village in Bangladesh, that's pretty daunting. So she was essentially, again, looking for comfort, solidarity, mm -hmm. um, that love of neighbour and... Uh, she was nervous and yet, of course, brave. She had the surgery and the next day um, that patch came off and her joy, her gratitude, um, you know, that, that was the message that she had felt um, like the walls had closed in on her life mm. uh, and now she could contribute in the way that she wanted to again. She could look after the grandchildren, look after the vegetable garden that the family relied on. Uh, yeah. for their food all the time. Her grandchildren were back in school rather than taking in turns to guide her as she was blind. And so Banu and so many others, you know, are, are the heart of, of the work that CBM does with support of your listeners in things like Miracles Day. That's one example. I think the other examples that jump to my mind I mean, I met an extraordinary young man called Gerald in the Philippines. Uh, he has cerebral palsy mm -hmm. and he and his mum actually were telling me their story and uh, Lita is his mum. They had 
again, a remote area of the Philippines, uh, Lita and her husband had taken it in turns when Gerald was a child. And they have five kids, mm. um, but they'd taken in turns to carry him to school and to sit with him so they could hold him upright and he could get an education. Mm. I found that personally quite, again, confronting. Yeah. The commitment, yeah. uh, the faith of those parents to believe uh, that God would create that space for their son if they did their part. And, yeah, the dedication was incredible. And Gerald was then able to become involved in a CBM-supported program. Um, I know his school time was tough. It was isolating. He, he expressed it in those terms. And, and to see him now, he'd had vocational training um, and a wheelchair that was suitable for him. Mm -hmm. and he repairs electronics, Eric. Oh, wow. So I'm sure he could sort your equipment out. <laughs> oh, that would uh, be great. He... <laughs> <laughs> I could use some help. <laughs> you know, he would have taken any gadget in your studio. He would um, fix mobile phones, radios, wow. electronics, stuff like that. Yeah. And he had a little workshop and a soldering iron there on his little front porch of his house. And the smile from him, because, you know, you go from this story of a young boy who went through what he went through, mm -hmm. and now, you know, his message to young people was, you know, have faith, mm -hmm. uh, believe you can fulfil your potential. There is there is that chance. And he was the, I don't know, the life of the party because huh. he's a DJ as well. You know, he's oh, got that okay. equipment. Yeah. I can't tell you it was my cup of tea, music-wise, <laughs> but um, the the joy he created. So he's, he's now central. Yeah. So not only is it about, you know, can you have a wheelchair and, and a trade in his case? But it was about these things mean you belong. Mm -hmm. You know, they build self-esteem. Um, he felt like he was contributing in a way. And, in fact, he earns the highest income in his family Is now. Is that right? Exactly. So he supports his parents and his siblings. And Lita herself, um, his mum, is another extraordinary role model. Mm -hmm. So I met with parents and actually we were all in tears. It was you know, um, very moving because they talked about having no hope. Mm. Um, you know, they, ha they have children with a disability, some of them severe and just didn't know what to do. Um, it's not, you know, we are, all of us want the best for our children, right? Oh, and of course, if you yeah. Put a child, yeah, mm. you know, a child with a disability in a setting like this, they were so inspired by Lita and part of her legacy is she created uh, energy and enabled support that CBM came in behind for those parents to have leadership training to be able to access physical therapy for kids, for example, with cerebral palsy, where that is so important. And they learned that skill themselves. And they learned to go and talk to local government, which generally speaking was open to the needs and the issues, but also didn't know how to respond. So having the parents and the young people becoming such amazing advocates meant that when there is funding uh, at whatever, maybe only small levels, but when it does come to that local barangay, local government level, people with disabilities, again, had a seat at the table and mm. could ask for their yeah. needs to be met and then go on to play amazing leadership roles. So, you know, the tears of initially just that despair turned to tears of joy as yeah. they shared with me what a difference it made. It had transformed their lives and then yeah. actually the whole community because yeah, we I are mean, all enriched. Now for you, 
as we've been hearing, you've had a heart for this your whole life. And then a story like that, that's just got to be so fulfilling. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's what I feel when I go into communities where people with disability have have that place. Um, mm-hmm. I feel, personally, I mm-hmm. feel that the, the spirit in those settings, because what has powerfully shifted is that sense of recognition, uh, that sense of watching neighbours. They won't say it this way, but I watch them and it's like, I now see these people. Mm-hmm. I see you, uh, whereas before they literally were unseen, hidden mm-hmm. away in in houses. Some young people, because they'd got so big, hadn't even come out of their homes because parents couldn't carry them anymore. Mm-hmm. So I, I think what I've found so fulfilling is that that sense of we are all enriched. Mm-hmm. It is a better world for all. Yep when we bring all of God's children Mm -hmm. to the place where their potential is realised. You're listening to The Story. Today, Eric Scadabo is once again chatting with Jane Edge, who's the CEO of CBM Australia. CBM is a Christian charity organisation devoted to working alongside people with disabilities living in poverty. Next, we'll hear more of Jane's story, including more of the lives that have impacted her when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. Today, our guest is once again Jane Edge. Jane has been sharing with us her story and how her lifelong desire to help others eventually led her to becoming the CEO of CBM Australia, which was formerly known as Christian Blind Mission. Now, here's more of her conversation with Eric Scadabo. Now, we started this whole conversation talking about CBM most being known for Miracles Day and the cataract surgeries, which are fantastic. And you shared that that was one of the stories that moved your heart. But as I'm hearing, it's much more than just the cataract surgeries. And even the cataract surgeries are much more than uh, helping somebody to see because then they can work and get themselves out of poverty. I mean, is that kind of all the things that are wonderful about what CBM is doing? Absolutely. All of the above, Eric. Yeah, Um, yeah. The fact that your listeners are part of this movement of the heart that I think of the two. And and what I mean is, yes, a cataract surgery today or a self-help group for people with disabilities tomorrow, they impact those individuals mm-hmm. and there is the effect beyond that. It transforms a family. That story of Gerald who now contributes more financially than anyone else, um, the fact that his community is better off because he has achieved his potential the fact that someone who can see again can either go back to work or look after their grandchildren or go to school. These are transformative at so many levels and uh, it's that breadth of CBM's work that is so exciting and from eye health to even community mental health, we do a lot of work in that space, which is about how do you support people who are incredibly isolated 
poor mental health touches us all now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in yeah. some settings, there is no support. I mean, our system here in Australia struggles, but CBM is actively supporting communities, doctors and so on in many countries to address mm. uh, that dimension as well. So it is multifaceted. It is grassroots to high-level system change in the world. Yeah, and, and it takes all of us. And of course, there's the spiritual dimension to this. As Christians, we are called to help the marginalized in society. And so people seeing others being helped, non-Christians seeing all this, I'd imagine this is a a powerful witness to them. I think um, one of the things that is true of CBM's work is that sense of love is the sermon everyone understands. Well put. And, well, they're not my words. I think they they have been part of the CBM story. Um, But love is a sermon everyone understands. So when we show up and we show the love of Christ in how we work, and we work in many faith settings, Mm -hmm. uh, it is absolutely seen in that way, that, um, that we are reaching out, that we are showing love, that we are here in solidarity, and it's very clear than what drives us as a Christian organisation, that centrality of faith, that call to respond, the imperative, actually, of inclusion of people at the margins. Um, yeah, it's it's really, again, a powerful part of CBM's work. I was curious to know, have there been any surprises for you? Anything that you just didn't expect? Oh, that's a good question. Um I think I'm still surprised at times about how people make the connections in our work. So, again, an example, if I think of an example where it's a good surprise, um, I met a young man who, again, was given a a wheelchair, which actually had um, more like a bike, actually, but he could use his hands to Mm -hmm. turn the, the pedals, and he... He was quite a personality in, again, a remote part of Ethiopia. And he had managed to advocate for his own space in the market for a small business and doing that really well. What surprises me is, in his case and and in that broader community sense, actually how little it takes sometimes for government officials, for example, to engage it's i feel like sometimes it it feels big Mm -hmm. this idea of what does it mean to include people and once you make it uh about relationship Mm -hmm. you know we are all in relationship we are Mm -hmm. all part of christ's body it has such um a powerful effect so i can remember this lady who represented the social affairs department in this community where this young man was and and other people with disabilities who were sort of um stepping into leadership roles where they could. And she said, these people have risen from the grave for mm. us. Wow. Uh, it's it's like you know, now, now we see them. And I think even though I've heard that before, I'm still so moved, so, so still surprised in some ways that as soon as we can create that connection, change can happen quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so then you've got, government officials, others just so bought in because, again, it's not that people don't want to help. Mm-hmm. It's often we just don't know how sometimes. Oh, okay. And yeah. if people with disabilities themselves don't have the confidence, don't have the platform to engage, 
then people in government and, you know, those local government, local authorities, they don't know. So that connection, the surprising spark hmm. that happens so can happen quite quickly. Sometimes it takes longer, but I think that's the thing that still, you know, I get such joy uh, hmm. from that. So that would be one that comes to mind. Well, finally, unfortunately, we're running out of time, but it's been great to hear how the Lord's been working in your life and moving you from one uh, role to another and looking to the future. What are you most passionate about? I'm most passionate, Eric, about getting to a point where this mission is achieved. There are, as I said, um, a billion people in our world living with disability. There are over 90 million people with cataracts that could have their sight restored. And my dream would be that we actually find ourselves in a space where inclusion is a given, hmm. um, that we have managed to change the way we all work in the world so that those most marginalised aren't always at the end of the line, aren't forgotten. So that's my ambition that... Mm -hmm. uh, that's the dream, and I believe that, you know, God has given us all an opportunity to engage. I actually think COVID, for example, has been an enormous leveller. Uh, I think we in Australia for the first time have felt fear hmm. in, in the way many in poor countries would feel it. So there's a disease. How do I know what will happen? Will I die from it? Hmm. I can't get medicine for this disease. It doesn't exist. Um, how can I protect my children? No livelihood, um, that, that's been decimated. Mm. So we, we actually yeah. felt, I think, for the first time closest to our brothers and sisters than I could ever have imagined. And yeah. I think that that feeling and sense of loving our neighbour, I'm inspired by that. And, and I think God is moving in this way in our community as a result. Yeah, I had never really thought about it that way, that we can better identify with people with disabilities, especially in, in developing countries who have limited resources. So the good thing is, is that CBM, the type of organization that you are, is that we can all be a part of it, especially on Miracles Day, uh, we can contribute to it. So it's something that we don't just have to talk about it in theory, but we can actually be a part of it and help the great things that you're doing. Well, I'd say even more strongly than that, Eric, this work doesn't happen without the support of compassionate Australians, mm -hmm. your listeners, people of faith, and others who, who bring a sense of wanting to be part of this movement of the heart, because most of our funding comes from the Australian community. We mm -hmm. do get some uh, Australian government funding, but the bulk of it, the, the mission drive of this work comes from uh, listeners like yours. So um, it is really something we do together. Mm -hmm. I love that phrase, a movement of the heart. Is that right? That's how I think of it, yes, because it takes all of us mm -hmm. and it is heartfelt, it is connection. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I love it when on Miracles Day, for example, I get to talk to even more people who want to make a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's such a blessing. Fantastic. Jane Edge, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Wonderful to join you, Eric. Thank you. That was Eric Scadabo chatting with Jane Edge, the CEO of CBM Australia. It was great to hear how the Lord has been guiding her since she was a child growing up in church and had a desire to help disadvantaged people. The Lord cultivated that desire and developed in her the skills needed to lead an organisation like CBM, which is a Christian charity organisation devoted to working alongside people with disabilities 
living in poverty. We also heard about her involvement in CBM's annual Miracles Day, which raises money to provide sight-saving surgery to people living in the world's poorest places. To learn more about CBM and Miracles Day, you can go to their website. It's cbm.org.au. Once again, that's cbm.org.au. Finally, we'll end with a few verses from the book of James, chapter 4, which says, Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. You see, our faith needs to be accompanied by action. And as Jane shared, putting her faith into action is one of the things she's enjoyed most about her role. It's something that we can all do and should do. Once again, if you'd like to learn more about how CBM is helping others and possibly how you can get involved, their website is cbm.org.au. Well, thanks for joining us for more of Jane Edge's story. Next time, we'll get an international perspective with the Executive Director of CBM Global, David Bainbridge, who will join us from London, England. Until then, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. He had polio as a child, and he told me that he was brought up, basically told that your destiny will be to sit on on the street corner with a begging bowl, relying on on the welfare of others, of passers-by. That is your lot in life. But then he went to Bible studies at his church, and he learnt about the truth that we are all made in God's image. David Bainbridge is the Executive Director of CBM Global and is based in London, England. He'll share with us how being exposed to disadvantaged people as a young adult has had a lasting impact on his life and helped lead him to the role he's in today. That's David Bainbridge from CBM Global sharing his story next time. The story. Just another way vision is helping you look to God daily. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.